Just make it clap. Just make it clap. I was sitting there fucking with the audio levels the whole time as well. So why weren't you doing your job? Why weren't Ooh. you looking at the levels? I was looking at the levels, adjusting them. I made a mistake. Your job is to save me. I fucked we up, got guys. On camera. This is our second episode today. We and just it's did only a, ten past one. It's only ten past one. Also, we only missed like five minutes. Yeah, it's fine. Anywho, just so, casual conversation. Anyway. What's up? Anyway, I'll start how I started. Yo, it's Kane and Jake <laughs> and Anders in the booth. <laughs> Little did you know, I got nice fake tooth. Ooh. I spend lots of money on my shiny smile <laughs> when I see Anders. Mm, ain't you seen him for a while. Oh, Ooh, I lost the rhythm, but I got it right back. Jake's over here, and he got, got a no bone hat. <laughs> <laughs> Bars. White boy bars. White boy bars. White boy bars. White boy bars. It's just your accent that makes it hard. Look, white boy bars. White boy boys. <laughs> white boy bars. So, mm -hmm. just before I forgot to press record, I was saying last time we did a podcast was in Birmingham. Yeah. In September, as yep. you remembered. 2018. 2018. And you were yes. doing Kylie Golden Cowboy Tour. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you saw it, you'll know that he dressed as a cowboy the whole show. That was that was the, the you, theme. Yeah, of theme. The first you were half. giving me like Woody meets Nick Bass. <laughs> Ooh. You know who Woody is, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just checking. Bass, yeah. He's, he's been a, he hasn't been dancing for a minute. No, I know, but you, had that, Nick Bass. you had that Nick Bass like. Give me, give me Joshua no, Smith. I, no, I mean Woody movie. like. No, not Woody the Great. I mean Woody oh. like from Toy Story. Oh. Because <laughs> you're a cowboy. Oh. <laughs> Not Woody the Grey. He's an actor now. <laughs> Why would you compare me to Woody? Yes, I'm random. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, because you're a cowboy. So mm. you're Woody and Nick Bass yes. combined. You know what? That's, that's, that's a compliment. You heard it here first. You that's, like that? That's, right? that's the fun too. <laughs> yeah, you like that. Like that's the one. best compliment you've had in a while. Mm -hmm. um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, that was the last time I saw you. And you said. No, no, that's not the last time I saw you. No, no, that's the last time we podcast. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you said. I just want to do a world tour and I want to move back to Denmark and get a white picket fence and live a lovely, normal person yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. And obviously, three tours later, <laughs> still fucking here. What's changed? Why, why didn't you move back home? Mm, I mean... Booked and blessed? Well, that's for one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, obviously. I think um, as a human being, we, uh, we change all the time. You know, if you choose to. I mean, some people say the same and some people... I think the industry and the lifestyle we're in being a creative people, if you stay the same, you'll be able to create nothing, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're the same person you was four years ago, then all your, all your, how you create choreography or how you dance, how you move is going to be exactly the same mm. unless you try to evolve. So back then, I think for me, I was in a very like shaky ground in my personal life. And I, I just thought the safest way to go about this would be to just move back home where you have like safety net of family and like friends and stuff. Um, obviously, it didn't, it's not what I truly wanted. And I think um, carrying on with that tour and then that carried on straight into the Little Mix LM5 tour, I think everything just, the universe took over and just guided me in the right direction away from where I thought I wanted to go. Mm. I knew I didn't want to go there. Um, but yeah, now we're here. Do you think that like, because you didn't be like, right, you didn't stick to the plan, but did you plan to just stay there or were you just like, I'm just going to see what happens and then go with it? Um, Do you know what I mean? You know, some people need yeah. to like, they need to set a plan. They need to have a path. Like this is each step of the way. Yeah. Like, do you do that? No. 
I do like on a day to day basis. I have like a, my daily plan for the day. But when it comes to like life goals or stuff like that, I just I just chase. Um, I just go for where my goals are in life. Mm. So what what it is that I dream about or what I think about on a day to day basis, and. In 2018, I think the reason why I was thinking that way was because I didn't. I moved out of my London place in May 2018 to go on tour with Hilary Fisher. And that tour overlapped friends with Kylie. So while I was in Kylie tour, I had an Airbnb. I didn't have nowhere to live. So living out of a suitcase, it's like you just, ah, uh, you don't know where your life is heading. Um, and Party. then when we, uh, <laughs> guys, shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 15 podcast in here <laughs> Gosh, um, and then when we finished Kylie uh, in 19 in February 19 I took your fucking room yeah you did so I the think the best that, room in London bro the best room in London 288 a month 288 mate, with bills included Two, that's 200, not 2,000. 200. <laughs> 288 for a room. This big. Small ass room. This big. <laughs> this big Literally this big, but the dream cave. Anyways, it's hot. I think. <laughs> well, it's the hottest room ever. Heat wave. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't there, but I could yeah. have imagined. <laughs> but I think then having that base really set me up for like, okay, I'm ready to just stay here and just, you know, mm. keep, keep moving forward and keep um, achieving all these goals. You know, because at the end of the day, man, it's, it's I think with this outside pressure being put on you, and you think, well, this that, and the other, and you should move back home or this that. Well, I'm I'm in my early twenties or mid twenties. Why why would I do that when mm. I have so much left of my of my career, my peak? Why wouldn't I, you know, squeeze everything I got mm. and you know go for every every goal? And I'm 29 now, and I'm I still feel like I'm just hitting my peak. You're only 29. I'm 29. It's yeah. Disgusting. Congrats. You're still I'll be young. 29. Yeah, you're still young. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Yeah, I drink my water. I know. Wow, that's another <laughs> thing I was going to get onto. Like, not, not only and whiskey. I, uh, when I think of you and I talk about you quite a lot, actually, with people. I know. I'm um, always, I'm always blushing every time I see. <laughs> why did, why did Kane tag me something? What is this? <laughs> yeah, I use you as an example a lot because I feel like I've really got to see, and I don't mean this in like a patronizing or like older than no. you kind of way, but like I remember meeting you as this like young green dancer who was Very just green. desperate for any sort of opportunity. <laughs> and I was already working and quite established. And I remember being like, yo, this kid's dope, but I've never met someone that wants something so much except for me. Like mm. I saw similarities in us. And I remember like, I remember being like 23, you know, like, you know, I lived in LA and everyone would go out drinking. I'd be like, I don't drink. No. Like, it's all about the goal. It's all about the dream. Like I go to the gym, I <laughs> drink protein shakes. I eat broccoli. Like everything was like, I'm an athlete. You know what I mean? And that's how yeah. I treated myself. Like I was, an, I was an athlete. Like there was no, as boring as it sounds like party. And it was like, this is the thing. And when I met you, I was like, yo, he's like me. Like, and there was, I feel like there wasn't many of us that had that mentality in the dance industry because it is a very party lifestyle. Yeah, it's networking, um, isn't it? You and it's networking, to... it's all part of the game. And I, I remember meeting you and being like, yo, not only does he remind me than me, he just roasted me in like four classes. And we did Super Dave's freestyle class. And I remember seeing him freestyle and be like, yo, he just doesn't care. Like, it's just like, oh, it's like just that. dance. Like, you just danced. And I was like, really like, as, a, as people, we connected. Yeah as well as dancers. Yeah. And I remember you being like, yo, I want to move to London. Should I move to London? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yes. I was like, uh, "Like, you need to message these people, blah, blah, blah. And then twos, twos, like I've seen you on, I think, 
every tour except for the Helen Helen Fisher. I can't yeah. say her name, but like I always come to watch. Yeah. Like, and I travel because for me, it's like a. That's my friend. Like, I remember seeing you in the studio where it's like, you've done no jobs. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. now when I get to come and watch you, like, roast, sorry, other dancers, but get roasted by Anders on stage. Oh, no, no. <laughs> like, hey, I love you all dearly, but I don't know. <laughs> to me, you just have this thing about you. Like, when you're on stage and you dance, it's not even just about movement. It's about the energy. Like, I can feel that hunger and that drive that you had as a 20 year old yeah it's still there and you you display that on stage whereas i feel like in our industry that dies out quite quick because mm. we're always ups and downs right yeah. like whereas i feel like every time i see you you're still on that up and yo i'm proud of you man oh thank you broski it's dope to see oh man we go way back but that's why i talk about you like a lot because i'm like yo i've seen the graft that you put in and you still take class you still train you know you know your foundations you know like do you know what I mean like there's no to me there's no flaw to your game oh thank you bro my ballet game isn't the strongest but, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't get used as often either right <laughs> them double turns yeah you can get a cute double but no triples yeah I'll give you a double on my good side so like what do you think besides me reeling off how much I love you I'm be thank horrible you, now thank you so much so I love right, you too um, bro but like what do you think contributes to your success? Like, why do you think you've been so successful? What do you see in you that you see other people maybe don't have? Um, Hard question. Because I used to look at other people, like, especially when I was, like, really trying to, like, work, and I'd look at everyone and I'd figure out what I'm doing that they're not and how I'm ahead of them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, So I think you can never tell about what other people are doing, and, and you know, outside of... Of course. When you don't see them. But what I think what what puts me apart from other people is that um, I don't get comfortable. Uh, I always go full out in rehearsals. I never, I'm not the one to be like, oh, let's just mark. I always, always go, even when I'm dying, because I know what, we have a show in a few days and I need my stamina. I need to make sure I've been on the stage. I'm not dying in the fucking fourth number. We have 18 more to go, whatever. Mm. I always go full out. Uh, I adapt. Well, I try my best to adapt quickly to different choreographers, different styles. Um, I used to take a lot of different classes, like everything I could get my hands on to really broaden my my uh, variety of skills and and um, dance knowledge. But I think for me, the main thing is the, the hunger and the understanding of where it is I'm trying to go. And I, I keep saying this to like when I have conversations about industry and stuff, I say, I think a lot of people in the industry are here to like, oh, I just want to do that one X Factor job. And, and that's amazing because you got to start out from somewhere. But for me, I'm at a point now where I, I'm just trying to build the biggest legacy I can build for myself. So when I that one day I do retire, because I'm such, I know you're the same, such a sports fan of basketball and NFL. So I compare, like me and Eve, we compare our tours to championship rings. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be, I'm trying to have more rings than Michael Jordan. Mm. You know, so I can't be lazy or I cannot go to the gym or I cannot eat healthy or cannot do these things that, that an athlete does if I want to do the same thing. So if I want to book another three, four, five more tours, I have to make sure my body is in shape, my mind is right, um, and uh, and you're the hunger is there. Because if you're not having fun with it either, uh, then, you know, because it's a hard industry, you know. Yeah. We all know it's, it's tough. Even when you're successful, it's still tough. Um, so I think it's the hunger of, like, proving yourself mm. every year. Because every year, new young kids come up and they're fucking dope and they're killing class, yada, yada. But there's so much they don't know about, you know, how to carry themselves on the job or even how to carry themselves in class, outside of class. And 
and that's what they're missing. But so when you have that knowledge, and you still have the hunger, then you can also get inspired by seeing them young kids coming on and be like, okay, they're taking three, four classes a day. I gotta get back to making sure I take, you know, a couple classes. You know, every now and again when I have a Monday. day off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, the, so the word that came to mind from what you were saying earlier is like legacy. Mm. What's what's your driving factor? You know, you said you, you know want to be the equivalent of Michael Jordan in the dance world. What's that? Oh yeah, I, what, I don't, what, I don't, what I don't see that? myself as Michael Jordan, by the way. No, no, but yeah, like, yeah. You, know, you said you wanted to like to I, kind well, of work I, like towards I that level. Towards, like, like I said, for me, like booking a tour is a championship ring. Mm. So I'm trying to get more rings than Michael Jordan. Um, but I think for me, because like I said, I'm such a big sports fan and. I think it's so important we do this for a reason and not just, you know, for Instagram posts or, or it's to inspire other people mm. or inspire the, the kids coming up. So when they take a class with you, they're like, oh, okay, this is how, how he carries himself or, mm. you know, somebody's first job and they work next to you and they're like, okay, let me let me try and learn from this guy and see how he carries himself in rehearsal. He's been working for 10 years, but he's still asking questions. He's still going full out. He's still bringing water and meal preps for rehearsal. He still stretches and rolls out and warms up and all these things that, some people don't do and they've been doing it, you know, for less time. So I think it's it's about leaving the industry in, in, in good hands for the next generation as well. Paving the way kind of thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. Something like that. Do you see a difference with the younger generation? Because obviously you're still working an awful lot and I imagine you cross paths with the younger generation mm. on jobs. Like I don't, but you do a lot. Do you see a difference with them? Um, than, than maybe compared like to, compared to your generation ago. or the people above you when you started? Yeah, I, I think some people can get very comfortable or familiar straight off the bat where there is a pecking order within the industry, mm. right? You know, you have your, your choreographers and certain choreographers is very friendly, certain choreographers are not. Mm. And certain choreographers you really have to graft away to be able to, you know, get comfortable around them or, you know, and the same with certain dancers. Certain dancers, you shouldn't just, if you're green off the bat, you should not approach certain dancers as if they're your homeboy or homegirl because there is a certain respect you have to pay to certain people that's been doing this for 15, 20 years. Mm. Uh, and I think some dancers coming in can be either so blind, uh, if may, it might be the, the accessibility of Instagram or something like that that mm -hmm. makes them think, well, you know, you reposted my video of you me taking yeah. a class and now we're friends, so I booked my first job and I just come, yeah, hey, hi, hi. And, you know, have some respect, you know. And I think that's why some people might not have a long career of mm. the younger generation because they don't understand how to carry themselves mm -hmm. outside of the classroom and inside the rehearsal space. Um, I think that's one thing is, like, how how they carry themselves might mm. be... What, what do you feel is the negative effect of someone being as friendly not as friendly but as like uh, what's the word I'm looking for like, familiar familiar yeah yeah, yeah. What, what's the negative effect of a young dancer coming in to do that I'm not saying it's right or wrong no, 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 for no, no. I'm of, just course, of course well, so it depends on who you're working with so like right. I said some choreographers love to be friendly they want to be friends with every dancer mm. and have that bond which is amazing some choreographers want to come in teach you your steps you better go full out and right. then the choreographer leaves. Yeah. They've right, done right. their job. There's more of a disconnect. You're hired as a dancer, you're not hired as a best friend, whatever. Mm. So if then you approach the wrong choreographer the wrong way, as in, I'm gonna be familiar around this person, mm -hmm. and they're like, why are you in my space? Mm. You right. ain't be, then you, you're not being booked for the next job. Yeah. And you might be like, well, why did come this person doesn't book me? And it's to. funny though, isn't it? Because I remember like when I first started working in the industry, I would see a lot of the dancers booking all the jobs, and you know, at the time, I thought I was the shit. <laughs> I mean, I was. Shit. 
I was a, I was good. I was talented, but I thought I was probably better than I was. And then, <laughs> and uh, I remember being like on jobs and being like, see, say like the dancer that books all these jobs. Mm. There's the dancer that's always working. Yeah. I always remember being like, yeah, I'm better than them. Like they haven't even picked up the combo in rehearsals. Like they're not that good. They got no freestyle. Yeah. Like they they know nothing. And I'd be like, I'm way better than them. Like why are they booking all these jobs and I'm not? Like I would roast them. If you taught me the combo, I'd yeah. roast them if we had to freestyle. And then it took me a while to figure out that, like, they're not there for that. Like, they're there because they can do the job to a high enough standard mm. that's going to deliver. Yeah. But they're also there because they are the choreographer's friend. And they make the choreographer's life more enjoyable or yeah. easy to work with for, like, six weeks. Yeah. So it's quite hard, right? Because I, I came in looking for to work for the choreographer that wanted the best answer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is what you're saying. Yeah. But actually what I found out is, oh, sometimes you have to be their friend and you have to go and socialize. You have mm -hmm. to schmooze. You have to, obviously without being fake. Yeah. But like they do want people that they're going to enjoy spending their yeah. time with. And for the first like two years, I was just like, yo, I just want to roast everyone. <laughs> like I still take class. Like I remember making a joke <laughs> with my friends being like, we're going to work called the professional class takers because we were the only professionals that took class. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that's how stupid we were because we thought that was the... Like, I'd still take class, and I'm booking jobs. Like, I'm What's the up? shit. Like, little did I know, maybe I was a dick. But, like, still a little bit. A little bit. Still are sometimes. Um, but, like, it's different, and I do think you're right. It's it's about learning who you're working with or who you're working for yeah. and maybe understanding their energies. You know what I'm saying? Because I was very much like, yo, I'm going to roast everyone. Yeah. Competitive, competitive, competitive. But you know what? That That is that is important because I'm, I'm that when it comes to crunch time. You know, mm. when we're going full out, well, that's well, why I'm I always full out. But that's why I always like whenever I can like dance with someone or I want to shoot something, I always be like, "Yo, yeah. let's dance." Yeah, because I know that you're gonna push me. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and that's, that's the sick thing. So like having that uh, approach to rehearsal or a job is so important because some people are not. They come mm. in lazy as hell, and it's, it's, for some people like us who's driven, we want to be around mm. people who want to be better. Um, but so. Yeah, so in, in that way of sense of, of when it comes to the dancing part of it, absolutely go for roasting. But when it comes to just the, you know, the socializing in rehearsals or socializing networking, it's like, yeah. At the yeah. level that's like, yeah, you don't have to be so... Yeah, to, to go, go. Get there where you want to... Because I feel like to. I probably lost a lot of opportunities because I was being the professional. I was being the athlete. I right. was being the, I'm not going to go out for drinks afterwards yeah. with everyone. I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. Or, and I'm going to get an early night and eat my vegetables. Yeah. So tomorrow I come in A game. And the amount of times, like there's multiple times that that's not worked in my favor and I felt like the outsider. Right. Whereas in my brain... I'm being what the. Doing wrong? I'm being the one. Yeah. Like I've said it on here multiple times, and I've probably said it to you, but I'll never forget. Like being in, uh, we were in Malta with Nicole, and like, you know, she likes to socialize with the dancers, which is the dopest thing ever. Yeah. But to me, I booked like my dream. I was like, yo, I'm a white ginger kid from Cardiff that's dancing with this hot, sexy artist. Let's like, go. like I broke <laughs> in my head. I broke the mold. Yeah. Like I can always book like cheesy shit. Yeah. For how I look, but I've booked the. The harder the job, job to book. you want to book. The job yeah. I want to book, which was really hard to book. Um, so I was like, there is nothing that's going to make me like not stay on this job. Mm. I thought I was doing everything right. And little did I know it was the socializing aspect was what I lacked. Because I remember her in the morning being like, oh, hey, boring. Or like something like that. Yeah. And it was a joke. Yeah. Like she wasn't being horrible. It was no, playing no. because everyone stayed out. Like, and I went to my room and went to bed. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, she thinks I'm boring. Whereas in my brain... 
I'm like being prepared. Yeah. Like I'm being like, I'm showing up tomorrow 100%, whereas everyone else might show up 90. But they filled that 10% with social. That's how, you, that's how you built. That's how you built character. Especially if, you, if you're traveling with an artist, mm. you need to build some sort build of relationship bond because you're away a lot of time from your own family, your own friends. So you mm. want to have sort of family community mm. within your production. Yeah. And, and yeah. The, it's funny, isn't it? Like that's why I guess we call it the tour bubble when you make your yeah. little family community. But I, I've become the unboring one when we went out in the sea and everyone else was like, I don't want to jump in there. And I was like, watch me. I'll right, flip, flip. Flip off the boat. Like, <laughs> she's like, oh, ginger idiot. He's fun. Like, <laughs> this is his bag. Again. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's, you know, it's about finding that balance, isn't it? Yeah. Have you had different experiences with different artists on jobs? Like where some are, they want to be friendly and you want to have fun and somewhere it's like, you haven't got to name them, but like, where oh, you have to like no, 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 you no. have to adapt your character, I guess, to fit the job description, because I feel like you can't always, you can, but you not every you can't always be the same you around everyone. Um, I actually, to be fair, I don't, I, I don't think so. That's dope. I've worked with a lot of artists, and you know how in some some jobs you have forty dancers, so you won't even have to, yeah. you don't even create a relationship with the artist. Um, but in all the camps I've been in. Uh, either touring camps or like you know spot dates with an artist i've always just been myself uh sometimes i try because i'm I, i'm also introverted so if i'm not comfortable with the people around me i might not be as outgoing mm. um so sometimes i try to you know be a little bit extra outgoing when i know you know mm -hmm. i want to make sure the artist feels comfortable and not who's this introverted guy just standing there mm -hmm. obviously that's not comfortable for nobody so but besides that i think i'm 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 pretty good at just being relaxed and being myself and doing my job and having a good time and you know mm. laughing with my with my fellow dancers and stuff like that and that's what the artist mm. wants. Because I always use energy. you as the description of like you're always when I've been in the room with you you're always the energy in the room you're always the Thank guy you. which comes in and which like greatness baby ad like you're always the greatness the, baby you're always the life of the party you always oh, make it so. fun. You know what I mean? And I've said that to you many times on and off air. Like, mm -hmm. like the energy that always, like, resonates with me is, like, that kind of vibe. And not the, I'm tired today, bro. I'm, like, not this. And I've been that guy. Yeah. I'm this, I'm this. Like, the downer. You're always the upper. Yeah. And uh, do you feel like you're that in every room? Or is that maybe just a room? Because, like, you're always comfortable with me and the environments we've been in together. Do you feel like you're always that? Yeah. 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 Is that, uh, it's, it's, is it's, that a, do you choose to be that on purpose that or is question. it organic it's um so if i'm if i'm working with a choreographer i'm not so used to i'm not gonna be loud because i'm not if i'm not too sure how you how you like the room if you like the room to just be quiet and professional i don't want to be that loud guy in the back streaming all this stuff but if i if i if i know who you are as a choreographer and I know I can just, you know, bring... Because I know when, when we go, let's go, let's go fucking fuck great. All this stuff, like, everybody loves that. They love, like, okay, let's go. Mm. People love this. Um, so if you know that the room is built for that, then I'm always... But I think it's because I'm naturally... I naturally come to rehearsal with energy. Mm. And I think I have so much... Because I'm just excited to dance. I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to have a good time. So I think I always just naturally bring that extra energy. And... And it rubs off on people. So then they, they go more full out. And then that makes me go more full out. So I think it's just an atmosphere you build around the energy you bring to the table. And like we're speaking about, you know, when you drink your water, you eat healthy, you get a good sleep. You come to rehearsals at 10 a.m. and you have energy. Mm. You know, I, ne I never show up tired unless it's been a fucking heat wave and you get three hours of sleep. <laughs> but when, you, when you're on your normal pace, yeah, I have so much energy. And I just, I mm. love what I do. 
like I said before with the hunger, I love to be there. Um, so, yeah, man. What was there anyone in specific that you looked up to, or that like it was your like they're my I'm gonna be like that guy? Uh, but in London, or in just general? in in general, oh, man, like you know Nick Bass, bro. That's why you like that compliment, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. bro. <laughs> um, so. So obviously, Marty and Nick, uh, you know, Misha, all in boys back in the day. I think for me, I think we can both agree on this, but I think Nick Bass is like the perfect male dancer, male touring dancer. Mm -hmm. I think he just has the, the full package. He can do tap, he can do ballet, jazz. He's a strong hip hop dancer. He Great, great physique, you know. He's killer, just killer jazz funk, does a Janet in a crop yeah, top. Yeah, man, boom, crack. Boom just crack. The dude, man. So obviously, Nick Bass. What do you call I, I, it? You call it a boom scat or a boom crack? Uh, no, you go. No, he does Zazu. Zazu. He does Zazu. Don't do Zazu. <laughs> <laughs> um, That'll be jazz funk. <laughs> yes, Zazu. Oh, you gotta do that jazz funk if you wanna book these jobs. Uh no. So I, I've, I've studied every video there is of, of Nick Bass on YouTube. I've taken his class only just once, which meant so much to me. But at him, yeah, hands was it a down. good combo? Oh yeah, it was uh, his uh, Usher. The one, the same song, answered it. No idea. You know the video on Nick Bassett would answer. Oh, the the car shop. Yeah, exactly. Nice. That combo. The one where Alex Shondoff stands there. Yeah, yeah, in the tall stance, and then oh, yes, Nick, sir. This. Nick, why are yeah. you? Nick, hi. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, Alex. I'm well jealous that I wasn't Alex in that video. <laughs> you to I'd have been like this. <gasps> Put Nick. on a wig. I'd have been like, oh my Nick. god, Nick, don't touch me. Oh, don't touch me. Let me do this bit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, obviously I've studied Nick Bass a lot, and I would say marvelous. Nice. Yeah, he's a he's a beast, man. I, what what I like about him is his longevity with Usher. Yeah, because he's been with Usher for fourteen years. Mm. Well, his longevity with Usher, but also his longevity with Ackerman. Yeah, like you know, like or just so like anything Ackerman so does. Yeah, within yeah, the within within the yeah, industry. But anything that Ackerman does, he has that relationship. And he and does I think it. I'm pretty sure Ackerman passed, passed on Corio as well a bit now to to Marv, which is fucking yeah. I just like stuff like that is is what I Marv is dope, bro. Bro, man, and isn't it funny? Like, so they're like, do you know what? They both be in my top ten. Like Nick Bass oh, is in my top, top five. Nick Bass is in my top three. Marv's yeah. definitely in my top ten. Like, as in like who I look up to. Yeah, inspiration. Uh, yeah, but yeah. he's for sure. Like for me, he's one of the goats. But. Isn't it funny? Like, I bet if we went into, like, bass now and went into oh, almost every class ever, and said their names, no one would have a clue. And that kills my soul. And that's, again, that's, again, Because pe people don't do, like, their... The research. Their research or their homework. But I think that's because they can just go, oh, this person's got loads of followers on Instagram. Mm. And they, they don't have really have an Instagram presence. Marv is on Instagram. Yeah. Nick Bass is never to be seen. I follow <laughs> the ha I follow the hashtag Nick Bass. <laughs> just so when someone posts like a combo he might have thought, I get to see it. Oh, my days. I uh, know. Hashtag superfan. Um, <laughs> he's Nick Bass. Call me Seabass. Um, <laughs> I'm in. But like, <laughs> I'm a fisherman trying to catch Idiot some bass. <laughs> COVID. Um, so... Yeah, but it kills me that like most of the younger generation wouldn't know who they are, and yeah. I'm like, yo, they, they helped paint and carve this industry for you. Like and the reason all, we have work now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, lots of other people along. Yeah, obviously, but I, I think, especially I always whenever I, I teach like, not normal open classes, but either master classes or anywhere where there's Q's and A's, 
I always say do your research. Mm. Do your because I feel like if we go way back enough to like the commercial industry, you get that's like one or two handfuls of cargophers who who has that proteges and that's like the group that's created what we have now. Mm-hmm. If you go back to if you pick any any pop artist within the past what 30 years, whoever their creative team was, they still have somebody rippled down who's still present now. Mm-hmm. So if you do your research, you will gain so much knowledge and also that also then leads you into well I can now study this choreographer and you know if you do a good enough job, you will figure out how they are as a person. So if you ever book a job with them, you might know how to approach them in this rehearsal, mm. and that will give you a you know. Or even what kind of dancers they like. Exactly. Or like There's what kind so of skill sets they like. Like we just did an audition. I say we, as in like us three. No, we, as in the whole dance community, probably did it. An audition for beep. Can't say mm-hmm. it because rules and regulations. But like with Chris Scott, obviously, if you know about Chris Scott, you know he created the LXD, or he's part of creating the LXD. Yeah. You know that he's been part of the Step Up series. If you go and look at his homework, you know that he doesn't just like not just a dancer he loves dancers with specific specific skill sets yeah and if you look through all of his performances you can see that you can see that he uses specialists to create yeah. visuals it's not just like an all-round dance five all-round Robots. dancers do the whole thing yeah that's not his formula so like when you're looking at like what kind of jobs you want to do are younger dancers like are they still going and doing their homework on like um, i like i want to do this specific job who who's the choreographer? Oh, it's Chris Scott. What kind of dancers does yeah. he like? Oh, do I fit any of those brackets? But if it's my dream to work with him, maybe I need to find a way to fit one of the brackets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for me, it was like I was like, at first I just wanted to be a working dancer, right? Probably the same as you. It yeah. was just like I just want to work. Yeah. And then once you start working, or you get an inside of what working is, you start going, I want to work for those specific mm-hmm. dancers. So like for me, it was like say I'm like I want to work for Mike Gadelka. You know, I want to work for Justin Timberlake. Then it's trickled from Justin Timberlake to why do I want to work for Justin Timberlake? Oh, I love Justin Timberlake. Yeah. It's my man crush. But I don't necessarily want to work for him because if it was someone else choreographing him that I don't love the movement, right. would I still care so much about the If I did some whack-ass steps to like, I love you, would I feel fulfilled? Probably not. I'd probably be heartbroken. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> even though it's the, my, the greatest song of all time to my greatest artist of all time, if the steps are whack, I'm probably not going to enjoy it. So yeah. what, what do I want? Oh, I want to work for Marty. So what does Marty like? So then you train in those specific things mm-hmm. to work in those genres of dance. Granted, I didn't work for Marty, but I worked for one of his protégés for Ivan. Yeah. So like, you know, you fall into, like you said, the yeah. trickle down effect. And to me, that's like, I didn't tick that box, but it's kind of ticking that box because I fell into that, that camp of yeah. people. Um, and I think that's what you were saying about... That's also a tough camp either way to get into. Bro, so hard. Um, and for me, like... The dopest camp, but yeah. hey, it's because I'm biased, right? You choose you choose the camps that you love the most. Exactly. Um, <laughs> do you think that dancers still do that? Do you think that they still do their research on the camps and stuff like that, like we did? I don't think. I, I don't. You know what? I think. I think, like you said before, with the Instagram followers, I think it's more like who's who's hot or who has the best video out or who who has a hot hot artist right now, who made the newest TikTok song, mm-hmm. or, you know, stuff like that, where I don't even have TikTok, so I don't really know what songs are trending over there, but obviously you have people now like Sean Banker who does Lil Nas X, and, mm-hmm. you know... But then do people know where that trickled from? Oh, exactly, so... Jaquel. Like, you know, like, he used to assist Jaquel, mm-hmm. or at least on the jobs I did with Jaquel. He assisted. Yeah. Like, they're that Atlanta camp. You know what I mean? Like, there's two sides to the Atlanta camp. There's the Jaquel 
side and then there's the like the Akamon side. Do yeah. people know that? Like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. No, no, like, no but I, I think you're completely right because I think we came up in a time where obviously before Instagram, well you had we had YouTube, so all we could do was find the, the teacher at Studio Three Six Six or something like that. Like yeah, Bankhead used to teach. Yeah, something there. like that. Four one one. Yeah, said, something like know. that. Just numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think Sorry. Probably <laughs> so, or something. Yeah. Um, but the only way we we could, for me living in Copenhagen, obviously we had people come over from LA and America, whatever, and teach. And so now you, you you learn from this new person. You go home and you research, and then another person pops up. So now you, you watch that person video. So that's how we, and that's naturally just research, mm. you know. And then I think now with Instagram, you can do the same thing. But I don't know if it's more of like a. Of uh, just social, I don't think I don't know if you research the work the same way as we used to do. Mm. You know now. Yeah, uh, I think it's also given to you so much easier now because if you like, say you follow Anders Dino, then you're probably going to get introduced to Eve Tobias mm. like without having to look for it. Yeah. Whereas we had to look for it, right? Yeah, we be like, okay, who are they training with? Who are they yeah. teaching with? We had to search further. Whereas now they don't have to. Long it's just like given to you, bro. So many. Like I'd be sat there like searching Tucker Barkley videos. Yeah. Like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like damn tips. Yeah, doing triple pirouettes. Like, <laughs> da -da 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 -da. God damn, he posts like one video a year, man. Yeah, he needs to post some more. Post some more, Tucker. Please, Tucker. So now at twenty nine, almost old. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh. the gym, man? Gotta stay young. Almost old. Uh, Does that mean you are old then? Yeah. Yeah. But I move like I'm young. True. But I'm fitter and faster than most 25-year-olds. Absolutely. How old are you now, bro? 32. Come on. Come on now. So the coffee. Sexy. So the, the coffee. coffee. <laughs> Keeps me energized. Um, ha Lost my trailer thought. At 29, almost old. Yeah. What's the goal? Like, I know you say to create longevity and to yeah. get your rings, but like, with like what? Just that? Like anyone's? Any rings? Like, are there specific rings? You know what? It's a weird thing to say. Isn't no, it? no, 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 no. I, I know what you mean. Because uh, it's like I don't. I'm, it's not easy. <laughs> I'm not saying that's easy. But are you just like, are you just on the Anders bus and you're riding it and see where it takes you, or are you trying to drive the Anders bus? Like are you trying to direct where it's taking you now. Now you're a bit more established. You know, you're a, you're known in the industry. You're not new anymore. Mm. You're ahead. Like you're you're one of the elders or one of the yeah, more even experienced. That is, it's crazy to me still when people people say this because. I I think and that's why I don't see myself as that guy. I don't see myself as a as an older dancer now. I still see myself as a young. I still see my, I still see myself as somebody who has to prove something. Yeah. And still has to be hungry to stay relevant and to stay established because mm. I, I've never I never felt comfortable. I've been like, oh yeah, I'm I'm the shit now. I, so for me, I just still wanna. I. When it comes to like when you say with the rings with the tours, I I, I want to still do the the biggest and the baddest tours we got here, you know, and I, that's why I, I still want to keep pushing myself to be in a in a shape where I can handle uh, how many more how many months of work. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to like other work, because obviously tours come every now and again, it's um, I'm more picky now with what I say yes to. Mm -hmm. Just because of if I say yes to this job, that might mean. If, let's say I get asked for jobs in, a job in two months, and if I say yes to this job now, just because oh my god, it's a job, then a month and a half from now I might be asked for a longer job or more well-paid job or a better job that clashes. But because I was so oh my god, it's a job, I have to say yes, then I lose out on that. So I'm more picky now with with the jobs I choose to be on, 
um, because you also have to make sure that it fits within the career you want to build. Because if you just take any damn job, but you just got off tour with one of the biggest girl bands in the world, it doesn't really add up. Mm. You know, because that is, are you desperate for money? Are you desperate for work? Or mm. so it has to. You know, you have to also make sure you choose carefully mm. the people you work with and for. And what what separates that job criteria for you for what you do and don't accept? So, if a better job came along, would a job first job still be a job I wanted to be on? No, like what what, no, deci- what decides the criteria of like if that's a job you're gonna like take? What, what what's, I mean. a, what's a better job for you? So, so uh, let's say you get offered a job, yeah, and the money might be good, cargo might be good, artist might be good, job might whatever the whole thing might be amazing. But if I then say to myself, okay, well, how would you feel if you were asked to do something else for this 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 cargo Right. So would you, would you still feel okay with doing this job? If the answer is yes, then I don't care. That's that's your yes or no. You know what so I mean? if you offer job X but job Y comes along and job Might X is obsolete along. to you. Exactly. Got you. So I, Is I, that just like an like it's from what I feel from that is it's not a number or uh, it's more of an emotional response to the job title yeah. or job offer than it is yeah. like a logical not logical but like a, a number or a statistic kind of based answer. Yeah, because you you might you might some jobs, like we've talked about this before as well, it's not always about the artist or the, 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 the size of the artist's name. Right. Sometimes it might be the choreographer. Okay. Or uh, the team who you're dancing with. So I might I might want to be like, I'm, I'm an amazing choreographer I love to work with, might ask me for this whatever job, or it's with two of my favorite dancers and we're away for two weeks together. Absolutely, yes. Right. I don't care whatever else job comes in because I know I'm going to have the best two weeks ever. And I don't care if, you know, unless obviously Usher calls, but <laughs> the chances. You so, don't have to call. So Woo! it's like the whole experience is the job for you. So it's not, it's not like the title. It's just like it's more about like what the rehearsal would be like, Absolutely. what the stage would be like. Okay. Because the show is... The show is the show. 5% of the whole yeah, job, yeah. isn't it? It's the, yeah, yeah, it's the two you, weeks of rehearsal is if you were around shit dances, shit steps, shit music... And, and I don't care if And that's why I always say I fucking hate rehearsals. Like, because uh, it's like so much time to like dwell on and maybe find the things I don't like. Mm. Like, I love the, I love the show. And yeah, rehearsals is always so long and I'm always like, I fucking hate rehearsals. But then when it's been the right rehearsals, like doing like Jackson Guthy, which is a nobody to yeah. most people, no one knows who he is. The most fun I've ever had because it was me and Patrick Chen, a drummer, Jackson and Ivan Kamoyev. We just had fun. Yeah. Like every day was fun. Every day was like workshopping. It was playing. It was trying to outdo each other. It was fun. Like, so would you choose that job over, let's say, like a, you know, the Justin Timberlake job? Well, and th- but the dance that's group my dream is a dream yeah. job. But if you call something, so say like Justin Timberlake is a ten. If yeah. I had to choose something between like a five and a seven, do you know I mean like level yeah, of like yeah. out of ten? Let, five let's seven. say let's say the job you just mentioned. Yeah. Or are we on a grand music video, but they need 40 male dancers? Oh, the job I did. You see what I'm saying? So right. we're on a grand, a bigger name, but 40 dancers. You mm. want me to be one? Bro, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a top four. So like, if it was Ariana Grande looking for four male dancers, obviously, but when right. it comes to like... But, but also it depends, right? Because that could be your in. That could be your, I'm in. Like, if you believe in yeah. yourself. like cause, yeah. So I'm at a place where it's like, I know that if I'm good enough that I can get in a room of 40 dancers and I know I can 
if I be knuckle off down, shoulder. I can be, I can knuckle down and I can get that next gig. Mm. I can be. You can get back. to the next five people. That's true as well. So then, like, it, it, do you believe in your craft? Doing the, doing the groundwork. But then, then. I, I have, I know I have to go in and work my ass off, and I'm at a place in my life where I'm not always willing to do that for every job, but. Mm. When it's a job that I'm dying for, like you better and know, like you yeah. better know, I'm gonna go in. Yeah. Wrong mentality, because you should do that on every job, but it's the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, do, I always look at it as like I have like three pillars, like the people, the pay, and the product. Mm. My three P's. Yeah. So when you offer me a job, like I'm in a position now where I teach pretty much full time and I make really good money. Yeah. Like for a dancer, like I make a nice living. But I work every minute under the sun, as we discussed earlier. Yeah. You're like, oh, you. I was like, I make this much. He's like, go on. I was like, I work this many hours. He's like, oh. oh. <laughs> he went, oh, you work. I graft, but I love teaching. Yeah. Because I don't control the people. Well, I do control the people, because I can control if I accept the job. I negotiate the pay. Yeah. But I control the product. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I control the music, I control mm. the steps, I control everything. So I'm in control of all the things that determine pretty much if I like taking a job. Yeah. That's why I love teaching. Whereas when it comes to taking dance jobs, like, are the people good? Like, is it gonna be with my friends? Is it gonna be with people I like? Am, am I gonna have fun with these people? What's the pay like? Yeah. What's the product? Is it good steps? Yeah. Is we treated well? So is it a are big we, job? Is it a big job? Is it, like, it has to fulfill. Yeah. So I'm looking to always fulfill two of those three things when I accept a job. If it doesn't fulfill two of those three things, I know it's not, I'm not, I'm not going to enjoy it. No. You know what I mean? I could be doing something that I enjoy. It also wouldn't take it over the the certainty of teaching. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. guaranteed money and yeah. the, I know that I enjoy it. Yeah. I know that I love teaching. Yeah. There's something that gives, that I serve, can't find words, I serve... A purpose. A mm. purpose. As opposed to just going in and doing some steps that I don't really care about for some okay money for yeah. an okay choreographer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I look for two of the three Ps. Do you have anything that you do to decide those things. Mm, I, um, cause I imagine like I might be wrong, but I doubt it. You probably get asked your availability an awful lot. Um, no yeah, pressure. No, 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 of course. But I think I'm, I'm the same, obviously with all these the three mm. things, but I think I'm also in a place in my career now where I want to, like I said before, I want to keep achieving and keep building. Mm. So if I'm being offered a job that I haven't done before, an artist I haven't worked with before or uh, an award show or whatever I haven't done before, then I want to do that. Because mm. I want to check off everything I can check off. You know, so you might it might be that, okay, well, I'm checking off this certain award show or this artist, but it might be, uh, you know, with uh, people. Then fine, I'll take it because I still want to check off that thing. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a week of my life, great. You know, um, but like I said, it's still about the, the building and the achieving. And so... For me, it's not. I know the money is there. The money is coming. The money, you know, but it's more about the the achieving all these things that when you were eighteen, seventeen, you would never thought would have happened, mm. and still having that mindset of hunger or like thinking I've done nothing. If then I want to still achieve all these things. I think that's the best way to to keep on staying relevant and keep on being excited about your work and your jobs because mm. you you can always find. Things you haven't done before. Are you the kind of guy that likes to do, like, do you need to do one thing once or one thing, or not a lot of things lots of times? Like, I like doing, I want to say I've done everything. Yeah. I don't need to do 20 movies. Right. 
financially, that'd be fantastic. Amazing. But as far as like fun, maybe not as mm. fun. Because as we know, movie life isn't as necessarily yeah. fun as tour life, yeah. right? Um, or like spot dates, you know, it's yeah. more fun. But financially, movies is win. But I don't need to do 20 yeah. like to fulfill me. Financially, I will take 20 all day. But, you know, if I'm looking at my peas, like now I've done a movie, I'm like, okay, if I never get one again, Amazing. Like, that's cool, because I fulfilled that. Yeah. Do I need to do a tour? I've done one. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like that guy that needs, I want to say that I've done everything. I don't yeah. need to have done everything lots of times. Because once you start saying, like, okay, I'm going to be Little Mix backup dancer for the next 15 years, mm. and I'm going to do every tour they do, that's, that's fucking dope. And there's, like, so much credit and so much value to that to show how great you are as what you do as your job. Yeah. But then you've not experienced it all the things you could have maybe experienced. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like pros so and it's, cons it's like a, It's like a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because like you mentioned now, with, with having following one artist for that long a time, you're part of their legacy and their history, mm -hmm. which so many dancers will never get to experience because we don't really have that kind of artist No, not, not really in the UK. And so many people jump in on a job, do two dates, and then they never come back for the artist. Yeah. So that's why I've loved working with Kylie. Why I've loved working with Little Mix is because when you're working with them, you're working with them for a long time and you do these steps and this music and, mm -hmm. you know, you do, you're with this camp for such a long time. And I love that. Mm. So if you're around a good camp, I love, like, give me another 200 dates. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I, because I've, I've done a lot of different things, um, if I'm in a great camp, just leave me there. Mm. Let me stay with this camp for the next five years. Mm -hmm. You know? If you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, not for the money, not for that, but just for, like, the enjoyment yeah, and fulfillment. Hands down. Yeah. Mm. What does a day in the life of Anders look like? Not in rehearsals. Not in rehearsals. I wake up, and then... When? When? It depends. If I if I need... If my, my one day off between work, I need to sleep. Mm. So around nine, if it's a day off recovery day, if it's a normal day, around between seven and eight. And then I go gym. Then I eat my breakfast, which is eggs, some gluten-free bread, because my girlfriend's gluten-free, so I'm gluten-free too now. Uh, and then... He's conformed. <laughs> well, on a day off, like if it's a, a day off, then I go gym, I have some good lunch at home, and then I'll have a drink from like early afternoon. I'll have a little whiskey. I might choreograph at home. I might take a class. I might go to the movies. Mm. Mm, that's you, nice. So you, even your day off isn't a day off because you're still going no. to the gym. It's still no. a work day. Mm. Yeah, like most people count like most people count that as work. But like that's what I'm saying. Your mentality of why you're successful is like. And that's what like my days off and never my days off isn't a day off. It just no. might. It just probably means I'm not getting paid. A day off for me means there's no income on that day, but I'm still making opportunities or mm -hmm. progressing in some sort of way. So and making deposits in your bank. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I find like if I have like a day, day off, I'm less productive the next day. I find like it hinders me more. Right. Because put you in a slump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, don't like, I don't like laying in bed or laying on the couch for too long. Uh, you know, it... it mm. You know, for an hour, two hours, cool. Then we got to do something. But yeah. the older I've got, my days off has changed. Because, like, obviously now I've got a puppy. I've got a fiancé. Now, like, oh. now I'm depositing. Big man. Now I'm depositing. <laughs> dear kid. Now I'm, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm depositing money in the bank 
not as a maybe a dancer or cane silver as the artist or the teacher of the business family. i'm depositing in my family mm. and in my girl and in my relationship your life because that's something else yeah that i need to invest time in and that's my biggest like for me that is my biggest weakness is like like he says to me all the time like georgia must hate you mm. like don't you you literally I actually apologize for <laughs> yeah he voice notes me and says tell georgia i'm sorry for bothering you and i know you're spending time together. like because he like i'm always like hustle hustle yeah. hustle like graph 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 so that's my weakness. So like I'm on my days off, I'm depositing into that side of my life. Life work balance. Yeah. Yeah. But like you sound like on your day off, you do a bit of both. Like yeah. you you go to the gym and yeah. you also deposit into having a whiskey with the wife. Exactly. Right? If she's home. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so what does a work day look like? Like Wait, say you're doing a normal rehearsal. Yeah. Wake up at like six thirty and then I might sometimes I might roll out in the morning just for like five minutes just to get my legs warmed up, mm. and then obviously we leave the house around eight thirty to get to rehearsals a little bit before ten, mm-hmm. and then fucking hell, mate, we crack on till six. And what do you do after that? Well, it depends on where where the rehearsal is. Well, let's say you're at like dance attic or some shit. Okay, then I'll be home by like quarter past seven. We cook some dinner, have a little whiskey while we cook, put on how much your mother, have a shower, go to sleep by ten thirty. Nice. Boom. Early. Mm. Mm. I should wake up at 6.30 again. Yeah. You need to sleep from fucking... Boom, cracking for... <laughs> Why'd you keep doing all these shit moves know, when you show choreography? I'm, I'm limited here. <laughs> Everything you've done is been a move from like... It's cool, man. It's about, you know... a move from the early fucking 2010s. There you go. There you go. <laughs> arm wave. Nice. Is, <laughs> is there a, like a secret routine you do which you think gives you mental edge? Like... Like you said, like rolling out in the morning might not yeah. be part of someone's regular routine. Like, is there anything, a little secret sauce I, that you I, apply to your day? I, honestly, I think it's if you if you go to the gym and you have a proper gym session, right? And you stretch out afterwards, and you get your four liters of water in, and you read a nice book, not fiction, but like information, a, a book with some information about life or growth or success. It's very basic, but I think those mm. kind of things mm. uh, over a long time. it sounds basic, it's hard to do that daily. Like to read daily to consistency, yeah. for you sure. You have to love it. Like I, my next, well, I was going to go down the question line of like, do you do anything that feeds the mind? You feed the body, obviously, through nutrition and gym work. Is there like, you've now answered that question, like what sort of books or education input do you have? Yeah, I, I love reading autobiographies. Mm-hmm. I love autobiographies because you can learn so much about other people's struggles. Mm-hmm. That's know. the whole point of this podcast. This is a biography of Anders. <laughs> Facts. It is. It's like learning. It's, yeah. it's an audio biography, mm-hmm. I guess, oh, yeah, to ooh, a degree. I like that. You should change the name to autobiographies. No. Yeah, fuck podcasts. It's brought it down now, isn't it? Yeah, man. <laughs> Paved the way for something new. Yeah, when I'm telling dick jokes next week, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people out of stuff out in this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, out of... You said about um, audio autobiographies. <laughs> 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 um, is there an influential character or someone that you've read or been influenced by that isn't in the dance world? Oh, absolutely. Like for me, one of mine's like Kevin Hart. Like if you, oh, if I loved you, his like, one. He's so inspiring. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is there anyone that comes to mind for you? Let me see. I'm just trying to go through my books. Um, Rick Ross's book, mate. Ooh. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, okay. We'll, we'll talk about we'll one do after. That one. We'll do that one. Hurricanes. I've read, I've read both of them. He's and got I've, two. I've, yeah. Uh, it's a great day to bust up or something like that in Hurricanes. Mm. I saw him the other night in Brixton. Is it? Did Sick. you go? Oh. <gasps> 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 he played for like forty minutes and he cut. Oh, damn. <laughs> but uh, his books, because he he explains the the hustle 
from being 13 and selling, you know, mm. rocks on the street, so being 40 something, being 200 million dollar, like that that growth is insane. Mm. Um, so Rick Ross for sure. Um, have you uh, done the 50 Cent one? Hustle harder, hustle, hustle smarter. harder, hustle so smarter. Good. No. So I was piping on about it for like three weeks. <laughs> I was getting a voice note every day going, I was gonna, we're doing so this, we're fucking to, doing I this. Like, I'm to, so much. I would at least do a chapter a day, like yeah. when I could. Like when I was driving, I'd power through loads of them, right? And do three weeks. Probably took me a week. But like felt like three weeks because I was yeah. always driving. Um, <laughs> always driving. So I was listening to it and I'd get through like a chapter and I'd stop listening and I'd voice note him going, oh my God, this like, guest. you need to listen to this. Like, And I kept explaining to him why it was so good and he was like, yeah, <laughs> like, cause he's all about like fucking mindset or like, like growth mindset, mm. and I'm like, Fifty Cent, you don't think that, right? I'm like, no. just trust me, it's gonna change your perspective on everything you do. Mm, it really did, dude. It's such a good book, like game changer. Like yeah. even like, it sounds like he says, what do you call me? Loud, <laughs> annoying, like, as annoying as fuck. <laughs> he says he always says you're loud, like, cause I like flashy shit. Yeah, like I like nice shoes. Yeah. I like loud stuff. I've got a nice car. I like materialistic things. He's yeah. like, you're loud. I'm a materialistic girl yeah. in a materialistic well, world. Let's go. Uh, and uh, that's gonna be a meme, isn't it? Um, but so I'm always like, da, 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 like trying to justify why I like it. Mm. It's just because I like shit that yeah. I could afford now that once upon a time I really you couldn't. couldn't. So yeah. I think that's why I like it. And then 50 Cent starts saying why it's important kind of to be materialistic. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. I was and like, then I listen to, to it. I'm like, yes, twos, twos. He listened to it. Next thing he's buying new trainers. <laughs> hey, he's looking for a new car. Yeah, he's looking for buying new clothes. He's like, I get it. Because you want to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. But it's also how people perceive it. The story that he said is quite. Uh, he pulls. Go on, so you imagine it. you're in a. Obviously, I'm changing the words. He says this much better. But imagine like you're in a. No offense if someone's got a Fiat Punto. <laughs> imagine you're in an orange Fiat Punto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Can't tell that one. You can. It's our podcast. Uh, you're in an orange Fiat Punto and you pull up and a guy in a Ferrari pulls up next to you. Yeah. And you see that he's left his petrol cap open and you're going. Yo, bro, lower your window, lower your window. That guy in the Ferrari is probably like, what the fuck does this guy want to mm. talk to me for? Like, why is he shouting at me? Like, but if you were in a Lamborghini mm-hmm. and you went, yo, yo, guy, lower your window, the guy in the Ferrari would be like, huh, he's like me, huh. <laughs> and he'd take you seriously because yeah. he sees the, that you, he perceives you differently. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's the whole point of it. So when he's going into like business meetings, 50 Cent, when he's going into yeah. like executive meetings, he wears the flyest suits. The best thing, even though he's a thug yeah. from the hood who from would normally streets. wear like track suits and like a do-rag, he goes in looking as fly as possible. Even though that's not who he really is, that's who he needs to be perceived You're wearing as. wearing a specific hat you need to wear for that moment. Yeah. So like, and uh, like to his book, like it just changed my mind on like so much shit. Or changed my mind on some shit, but also told me that I'm... Confirmed some stuff for you Confirmed well. some stuff of why maybe my brain perceives things yeah. in certain ways. Like, check it out. Dope book. Yeah, I will. Yeah, hustle harder, hustle smarter. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Good memory. And if, it's, if you audio book it... Yeah, because he, he narrates it He as narrates well. it. Ooh. So it's even better because it's his voice and, like, he adds on stuff instead of you reading it. Yeah. Like, how he says things. gives like Yeah, says things with, like, a specific way and you're like, oh, this is Ooh. dope. Oh, gives you the chills. Yeah. Sick mm. out, sick out mm. for sure then. And then, I might have told you before, Aubrey Marcus... A Day in the Life, I think it's called. He's no. the guy which owns On It. So On It, On It, like the fitness nutrition company, does oh. everything fitness. So him and Joe Rogan are co-owners. Of okay. On it. Oh yeah. yeah. They um, do the pills, don't they, to smarten you up, not smarten yeah, you, make more of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a 
unpaid advert. Um, <laughs> get alpha brain. Uh, but he has a book called Own the Day, Own Your Life. Yeah. Bro, sick. Sick. So good. Oh, I'll write this stuff It down. starts with the easiest thing. was like, what are you, what's the first thing you do in the morning? So like mine, like as long as my girl's not home, mine is I get up and I make the bed. Mm. Mm. So small already win. I've had a small win. Yeah. Like, and then that'll carry over into you like having wins. Because for me, there's nothing worse than coming back in my room at like 12 o'clock and I go, fuck, I've got to make the bed. That's yeah. what it's about. It's about checking every day. Okay, so let, let's, let's go on that idea of like discipline. When you fall out of routine or fall out of your kind of motivated headspace, what is something that you do to bring yourself back in there? And you can't say the gym because you said the gym already. Okay. Um, so I think motivation motivation comes and goes, you know. Mm-hmm. We, can never, we can't be motivated all the time, but discipline stays. That's what I said like two episodes ago. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So discipline will always stay. So I think if you're, if you're driven, you have a reason to do why you the stuff you're doing, then you will never, you never fall off for more than a day. Mm-hmm. Because you have a reason why you're doing these things. You have a reason why you're working hard because you want to achieve something greater. So the discipline in you will never allow you to fall off for more than 24 hours. Right. And do you, so do you never slip for more than 24 hours? Hell no. Right. No. If even let, let's say if I'm and when you're when you're close. Sorry, I just interrupted. Yeah, yeah, when you when you're close to slipping for more than 24 hours, what what is that? get back into gear what's that like internal message or external influence that gets you back into that headspace so let me just because I just, I never slip that sounds weird but the only time I'm in that kind of position is if I've been out uh, okay so if, I, if I've been out out and you yeah. know you come home at 4 in the morning and you wake up the next day and that day it's a write off because mm-hmm. you're done mm-hmm. then by the time I go to bed that night I'm like fam I'm waking up and I'm smashing the gym or I'm gonna take a class tomorrow or I'm gonna to get back you right. know mm. But that's the only times I ever fall off is yeah, if yeah. I go out, out. So what got you into that non-slippery place? <laughs> I, I <laughs> Great word and choice, but you know, because you know, it, it doesn't happen instantly, does it? Like you can't just go, right, I'm going to be motivated for the rest of my life. I, wow, this might be different for you, but for me personally, again, this might be different for you. It took a few years for me to get to that yeah. strong headspace. Yeah. I think you, like I said, you grow all the time. You always, and you gain information and you might start following certain people on Instagram that preach what they're about, the practice what they preach. And you're like, yo, I, I want to be like that. I want to be a, a guy you can count on, you know, somebody who, who, who says what they do and they do what they say and, and you can't practice what you preach and not be about it. And when you also realize that, especially as a dancer, you get only such a long career, I don't want to fuck off my half of my career by slacking off and not taking care of my body and not right. so the more I take care of myself the longer a career I can have and the more dreams I can achieve mm. so why wouldn't I every day be disciplined because mm. that means I have a better chance at achieving booking more tours getting more rings which is essentially what I really want to do right. you know so how many rings do you have that you want to get like what's your number uh, so you have five I got five now yeah how many do you want Oh, bro, yeah, as but many like, as I can get. Okay, yeah, but as many well, as you so can I, get, but like, okay, so if it stops now? Yeah, fine, I'm happy. Yeah, okay, I'm but happy. what's the number? Like, you've got to give me a number. So I would like to go for 10. I'd like to go for 10. Light work, bro, you got this. But but I'll settle for eight. We don't settle, bro. No, no, but you know what I mean. Because, like <laughs> I said, the t- like whenever whenever I'm on a job um, and I'm around OGs, you know, I always ask them, how many tools you done? Mm. And they gave me some insane number. Do you know like Mark 12. Webb? 
Yeah, he done like 41 or something. 26 or some shit like that. Yeah. It's like yeah. the 26 tours. You're like, bro, how? How long we? Like, the fuck? like, this isn't me being a dick. I want to be like, how long were the tours? Like a week? Mm. Like, how mm. have you done how so How long many? is like an average tour then? A few months, like between, obviously, it depends on the size of it. But is that between from first rehearsal to last show? Or yeah, is that for just like show? first rehearsal to last show is between, the ones I've done is between two and five months. Right. Yeah. So yeah. He, he was cracking out multiple tours in a year. This is when there was no, uh, like, social media and shit. So, like, t- touring was the thing. Like, yeah. Right. Every, and uh, less dancers as well. Le- less dancers. But what I was saying was that, Whenever I'm on a job and I'm around OGs, I always ask them, like, what's your tour number? And they give me, like, 12, 14, 17. I'm like, yo, well, how the fuck? Mm. But back then, first of all, every year was the X Factor tour. Yes. That's not no more. So if you if you had a good thing going <laughs> in that camp, then every year you got at least one tour coming in. Yeah. And then on top of that, if there's just one more one artist tour, mm. then in the space of three, four years, you can bang out six, seven tours. Mm-hmm. Where now we don't have the X Factor tour isn't happening. So that can't really be a thing. Yeah. Tours aren't as big as they used to be. And we in, don't have that many artists right yeah. now. That's like pop artists that's doing big productions. So it's harder to achieve. That's why longevity is sure. important if you want to bang off some more tours because the next one might not come to fucking. Mm. If if there's less tours, then where's the dance focus move to? Like, what's the what's the as replacement a, of tours? As well, in, in Korea or just is what dancers try and achieve because I feel like now dancers goal isn't necessarily to book tours it's no. to become like TikTok stars or <laughs> Instagram artists or class video hoes didn't mean to say hoes sorry I was aggressive <laughs> it was just the next thing that fell in my mouth but that's the I feel like that's what people aspire to achieve to now is to build a following so now I feel like dancers want to be the artist they mm. want a big following so you're the artist mm, right. then it's about you it's not about working for the artist Anders doesn't care if people how many follow I'm assuming he doesn't care how many followers he got he'd rather tour with all these artists than have a big following whereas Thanks. most i believe younger dancers would much rather have a million followers than tour with 10 artists right mm. what I, would you rather oh come on now yeah i know that's what i'm saying it's yeah. just but it's different right because well, that shit actually goes hand in hand because the more tours you do the more followers you get and the more all the, the more fucking fans will will then follow you but also the more followers you get as long as you're good to a high enough standard the more likely you are to book more jobs because yeah. now that is a part of the i was gonna say criteria. it's so important it's like your online cv yeah, yeah. Instagram. Well, it's a currency now. Yeah. Like, actually, a fo- Instagram following is currency. It's a new currency because they'll be like, okay, how many you got? It's validation that you're you've good. Got, you've got 10,000 followers. How many have you got? You've got like 2 million and you can both do the job. Mm. We're taking you. That's free advertisement. Yeah. Like, do you obviously. think dancers focus too, on that too much so that they, it's, they're using that as a measurement of skill? Hmm. Like, know. dancers are working harder at getting followers our dancers it, work, are working hard at getting followers and they are but, but it's definitely creating definitely, their craft but it is definitely a skill and it's definitely a craft I think it's just a different one like what's that guy in LA it's Slovak Salvik it's like a good looking guy shredded got hair he always does stuff with Twitch he does all these like popping shirtless videos on Hollywood Boulevard oh like, with the tie dyes yeah, okay. yeah. Like I've never seen him dance for an artist. Right. But yo, like he's been on the Ellen Show as himself. Yeah. Right. He is That's the amazing, artist. Man. He's got like a million something followers. He creates content videos that he looks like every fucking day because there's always a shirtless one of him popping, like or doing something on. Like it always looks dope. Yeah. Like Quality. it might, it might, but it might not even be like to us as dancers. We're not like mind blown by it because no. we see this all the time. But the audience that he's maybe trying to engage. Yeah. Everyday like, people. That is his. He is the artist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The same yeah. way Kylie Minogue isn't trying to impress all the singers, she's trying to impress all of her fans. Yeah. 
he's but making the, his own fan base. With, so it's just a different. I think it's different. Well, because it depends on how you are as a dancer. Because if you're not a class dancer, if you're not here to, you know, learn all these ages, if you like, no, I do my own thing, I move my own certain way, then obviously it's, it's difficult for you to be booked next to an opposite because you're tough to have a clean. Mm. But then if you know how to make your own stuff and make your own videos, then, like you said, you're your own star. But that's done in the, in the, in the sick way, yeah, yeah. you know, because then you actually have a reason to blow up because you're talented and you, you care about your craft. But it's not about, because not all, all dancing is about dancing about an artist. But that's just what we were brought up on. Because that's all we knew. Yeah. Because that was the, the pinnacle of dance at the time. Yeah. Whereas now it's shifted, right? Yeah. Mm. But to answer your question before, I think since COVID, a lot of stuff is now TV. Right. TV and film, because people stay at home to watch stuff now, isn't it? So they need mm. way more TV programs. They have so many TV programs with dance now, and so many movies with, they need a, a thousand dancers. So yeah. that's amazing. Work. You know, but and more work. Yeah, more dancers it's amazing. Are employed. Yeah, it's dope. Feed the industry. So now, where you're at in your life, is there anything that you're? It can be career-wise or like personal lifestyle, whatever that you that you're struggling with or that you were that you're trying to work on. Like, because you said you're always evolving and you're always trying to be better. Yeah. So wh- where are you trying to evolve? Like, what are you trying to? Like, what are you maybe working on? What things do you feel like that might be a weakness that you need to pull up on? That's a good question. Because mm. that just brings self-awareness. And I believe that's probably why you've had such a great career, because you're probably very you, self-aware. Yeah. Um, well, I, as much as I love this industry and love being a part of it, I also want to... Because I'm, I'm, I can't do something unless I'm, I'm 100% passionate about it. So I've tried doing, like, small projects or something, and, and I'm... I'm if I don't love it, love it. If it doesn't give me like, ah, I just can't touch it. So Fuck I, yes or no. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I would love to have some, like you have the ins and outs. It's my that, baby. That's your baby. I want to find something outside of the industry that can give me the same f- sort of fulfillment and make me money. So I'm not just relying on on that. Because like you said, I'm 29. I'm getting that way. I, like I, For me, I still have another decade to go. But come on now. Bro, come on now. But I'm fucking Sean Nas, bro. <laughs> he's 40 next month. Come on now. This come month. on now. Sean is turning 40, bro. I know. Like, he's still, he's still g- killing it. So, but I would like to find something that I can start nourishing, you know, mm. and, and build up. Plant the seed. Yeah, man. Is there a, a hint of that in your life? Like, do you have a any clue? But th- that's the thing, because I love fitness so much. Uh, but that would mean that my second hobby I've turned into my career and I, I don't know if that's a good idea because then I have no hobby left <laughs> I think you'd find a new hobby mm, something always replaces it I think mm, maybe yeah. I think you'd find a new hobby but I, I feel you my I used to as you know I was a gym yes sir bitch and I love fitness so much I had to really think about if I wanted to make that like my next career choice because it was still such Obviously, it doesn't need to be. You don't need to be super physical. But the whole reason I love it is because I love the physicality of it. Yeah. So do I want to do something that's going to take more toll on my body and more joints? Right. Like, because when you're like, when I see people teaching all these fitness classes, and I don't really agree with fitness classes, I think you should just exercise to suit individuals <laughs> and not teach classes. But a good way of making money is to do like boot camp classes. Yeah. So like I see friends who teach like cardio boot camp classes and they're doing like five a day. And I'm like, yo, your body is Locked. like the miles you're putting on it mm-hmm. like for such little like 
reward is crazy. Not only is it not great exercise for the normal person, but like it's not good for you because you're slowly destroying your metabolism and all these yeah. other things unless you know how to do it really properly. But it's like another sport. It's yeah. another thing which just, just, can just only do for, it's another thing that we're only going to be able to do for a certain amount of time what would you you said obviously fitness what would you want to do in fitness that could be a passion project that leads to income well you know what I, I would like to to help dancers get in shape ah. if 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 I go down that road that's like a thought I play because I, I love teaching I want to get into choreographing more as well but like you know over the next few years and stuff but because I think there's so many dancers who come up to me and be like, oh, yeah, I want to want to be on stage with you. I want to do this, that, and the other. I want to be on tour. But do you work out? No. Right. But how do you expect mm. to handle a 40-show tour if, you don't, if you're not in shape for that? Mm. You know? You might be able to kill an hour and a half class, but <laughs> you have eight hours of rehearsal for five weeks straight, man. You, you have to be in some sort of shape. And we have to be topless. So so what's up? So I would... I would because I, I, I love I love to help I love to pass on information but I think so many dancers don't really know what to do when they go into the gym right like what to do to get in that shape they which need is, to which is dumb though because there's more information than ever yeah but again you know like, it's the whole research yeah, thing isn't it the, yeah, pro- yeah. the problem is with the fitness industry and someone who's worked in it for the last you know five six years is A it's saturated to fuck and it's so hard to distinguish good information to bad information mm. if you're not incredibly clued up and about it. Yeah, because they all counteract so m- each other. Because they all counteract each other and there's so much money pumped into both sides of every story yeah. that even if the information is quality and backed by science, you'll still never know what direction to take yeah. is. So even though there is lots of information, it's too much information at the moment. So I can under and empathize why it's hard for a dancer to know yeah. what direction to take in a gym and also you can't as a dancer you can't follow a bodybuilder's regime no, no. and that's because the biggest mistake people make and you can't dance so you yeah. have to figure out some sort of you know hit program or whatever yeah. to get in shape get ripped but still be be functional mm. athletic you know? and athletic yeah. yeah well you need to be training like an athlete <coughs> exactly like, but so many dancers don't like we, uh, yeah. and again don't, training don't like an athlete is actually very difficult like yeah, and it's not the same as lifting weights to get bigger biceps. Yeah. It's not the no. same conversation. No, and that's a much harder category of, like, again, even if out of gym goers, if you go to 99% of people in the gym and said, how do you train like an athlete? Hardly any of them would actually know the answer to that. Probably run. A lot of PTs, a lot of PTs don't even know yeah. the answer to how to train an athlete. Yeah. It depends on what kind of athlete you are. But like, if you, know. you went to a lot of PTs, I'm kind of putting myself aside here, most of them wouldn't know how to train a dancer, I don't think. No. No. No, absolutely. Work them legs, make them explosive, be jumping. Oh, so oh. a strength and conditioning coach in the dance world. That might happen one day, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Nice, I, man. I, I, always believe, I always believe that the universe will guide you in the right direction. Like that's, that's what I've learned in my 29 years now, is that the universe will always put you on the right path. So I believe that when the day is coming that I'm, I'm supposed to start taking different steps, there will be some sort of sign, mm. you know, of like... This is where the next fulfillment is going to come from. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, another question. Oh, my God. How many questions? Oh, sorry, bro. Why is this a podcast? Yeah. It's a Q&A. No, it's an audio. <laughs> Q&A? No, it's an audio <laughs> autobiography. Get it right, man. So in your, <laughs> in, in your posh fancy bag that you've got, okay. you told me you got some crystals. Got some crystals in there. Like... What kind of crystals? What and why? Uh, pff, I don't even know. Meth. <laughs> that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm like. What kind of crystals, bro? No, man. Let's see. First of all, flex, flex the bag. Flex the bag. Flex the bag. Kill him. I've had this for two years, so I'm sure everybody who knows me has already seen it a thousand times. It's cute, man. 
See, I got I got two crystals in here. I have no idea what they are. I think I picked them up somewhere overseas. I think I, I think I bought this some in Bulgaria. I don't know about this one, but yeah. Now I have to rinse them because now you've touched them with your energy. You can't let people touch your crystals. Can you not? Is no, that a thing? My, 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 my girl told me, yeah, so basically, Sorry, they, they are now, they're now <laughs> connected to my energy. Right. So then if you touch them, then I have to cleanse them. So they, so your energy, let's say you're a very negative person. Yeah, but I'm just, I've given you nothing you're but love. You're my fucking brother. I, I've so. given you nothing but love for an hour and 20 minutes. Ex oh, is that how long? Yeah, but well, hour, 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 hour and 10. Because yeah, if you watch this whole thing, if um, you didn't, <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, it's just, you know, it's just nice, it's pretty, and it's, you know, just have a little bit of like, Right. Love in your bag. Are you quite a spiritual person? Yes, I would say so. I'm not a really like um what I I I believe in God, I believe in, in aliens, I believe in I, I believe in everything you can believe in because I think that's the right way to go about it. Ooh, because okay. we don't know. Because we don't know. So yeah, I, yeah. I believe that we all come from somewhere bigger. There is some sort of energy that that makes this whole clock run. Mm -hmm. And and there was just a small spectrum, a small thing in this whole, whatever it's called, spectrum. It's a big word I'm saying right now. But I, I think it's, <laughs> I think having that, thinking like that makes life easier. Yeah. Because, you know, none of this really matters. And when I'm gone, I'm gone. It's cool. <laughs> but at the same time, you also know that somebody's guiding you through your life. You know what I mean? Okay. Come on. What would your, I feel like this is quite a spiritual question. What would your 50-year-old self say to you now? 20 rings? You only got 20 <laughs> rings? <laughs> Pull the fuck up, <laughs> man. <laughs> Pull the fuck up. <laughs> uh, my 50 old self. <laughs> How many pockets have you done for Kane, bro? <laughs> you gotta stop doing these. Uh, my 50 year old self would say, well done. Absolutely nice. well done. Mm. Because that's, that's how I'm feeling about the 29 year old you. About what, from where I came from at 16, 17 to now it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. I, I chose to do something that's so, so, so different compared <laughs> to where I'm, f like, the people around me and my family and such a strange industry. And I've made a living and I've, I've built a life in a different country. You know, I met a beautiful woman. So... Shout out, beautiful woman. Yes, Sirskis. Um <laughs> So I always just say, well done, man. And just, just, yeah, 50-year-old me. He better be in shape. He will. He better be ripped as hell. I man. was a... Uh, I'm all about body positivity. To body, body positivity? Body positivity, to a degree. I think you should be positive that it's your body. Um, <laughs> uh, can we get a new host, please? <laughs> no. My show. Um, <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> Cancelled. It's okay. Uh, we, were, we were away, and there was just so many, like, older dudes, like, that was so out of shape and unfit and like and I don't mean like physically how they look no but physically how they performed and I'm not saying they need to be able to like do a 200 like kg deadlift and do a hurdle jump but like yeah. just no mobility like <laughs> out of breath walking up a hill and I just turned to G and I was like I promise you I will never be that guy mm. like I, I, no. to me it's not like and this isn't like a <clears throat> negative of what you look like but I'm like yo you're making your life so hard for yourself yeah, you're, you're making life so difficult mm. because you're choosing not to do something like you could train 20 minutes a day. You could you don't even need to leave the house. You could just do some push-ups. Obviously, some, some people might not be able to. We yeah, don't of know course. Of, of the course. majority is the is the laziness. We need and a, you need to remove physical ability. Yeah. Like if they're like yeah. 
you know, they don't have the ability to do yeah. stuff out. But when it's a choice not but, to do stuff. Because you have this one life. Yeah. So that's why it's like, because obviously, let's say these are 60-year-old men who's retired, they're happy, they're living a great life. So you got to enjoy your life you worked hard for. But at the same time, you also want to make sure this body runs smoothly for as long as possible. So and then you, you can, can play with your grandkids. You can mm. run up the hill with your grandkids. You can, mm. you know what I mean? I'm with you. Yeah, yeah I think, man. Like, I, my feeling on this is you choose what hard you go through. And so the idea of going to a gym every day and being disciplined, that's quite a hard concept of life. But it's even harder to not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it, where we falter. We, we later don't have, on, it's hard. Well, just as yeah, yeah. general, like, even at, at our age, you know, I know loads of people who are unfit and unstrong and who have a much less quality of life to us. For sure. Um, so I think people don't identify that they're choosing a very different type of hard, which yeah. actually works out mm-hmm. hard in the end. Earlier on, you said about, like, you think there's something, you know, bigger than us and stuff like that. Yeah. I had that feeling, uh, not that there's something bigger than us, but just how like small we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you might have had it because you've experienced the same thing as when I did a skydive. Woo! When did you do that? Uh, last this time last year, around maybe like last November. It was we really did a podcast. Fucking yeah, no, because we, we did we a did podcast. Let me see the schedule. We did a, no, we did a podcast about it, and we just started. So like, do you want last, to check your emails, Dad? Yes, <laughs> please. Like last October. Okay. Like, I oh, think. Bro. I feel like it was more summertime, but anyway. See, that's why I asked you. See, I don't know. And then I feel like it was this. You corrected me. Good job. Um, then <laughs> I jumped out, and I remember, like, in Wait. that moment of, like, however long it lasts, like a minute and a half, of thinking how pathetic things mm. can be. And, mm. like, I was, like, looking at, like, this tiny little bus going past this tiny little COVID vaccination center. And then there was like a big, huge, Slip empty. F- no, and there was all these little things and then a big, huge, empty field. Mm. And even that big, huge, empty field looked so small. Mm. Like that we were about to fall in. And I remember being like, yo, what is life? Like yeah, it was bro. so in the moment and so euphoric. And I was just like, we, and as amazing as it was, and I was like having this adrenaline rush, all I was thinking was we take shit way too seriously. Mm. Like shit doesn't have to be this deep. Nah. Like we just need to have fun and yeah. do more things that we enjoy. We all gotta and go, like, man. Bro, and I was, so, it was the most amazing feeling I've ever had. And I was speaking uh, this two days ago, me and Georgia went to a spa and I was talking about that feeling it gave me. And I was like, I've had the most amazing dance life. And I've had so many adrenaline rushes, like on big, huge stages where I'm nervous and it's like, yeah. oh my God, that adrenaline. And I went, and none of them compared to jumping out of a plane. That's how like powerful mm. and euphoric it was for me. And maybe it's because dancing on stages became normal. I don't know. Right. Maybe jumping out of a plane one day would feel normal if you did as many shows, mm. yeah. you know, jumps as you did shows. But like, I remember literally being so in the moment and being like, what the fuck? Like, did that have any apa- impact on you? Well, I did it, what, now, three years ago in Brisbane. And I remember all the way, you know, to have little, this little flight going all the way around and around to come all the way up in the right height. And I was having the best. I was not nervous one bit. Mm. I was just enjoying the view. Okay, wow. Well, yeah. doesn't feel real, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm just on the plane. And then, and then I was the first one. And my guy like, yeah, all right, time to come sit down here on the floor. He rolls up the door. Bro, I was like this. Ah, <laughs> ah. Fam, sitting next to an open door in an airplane. Bro. I said, the whole way up, I was chilling. Mm. So as he opened that damn fucking squeaky plastic door, I said, fam, this is wild. And he put the thing on me or whatever. Hang you over in. the edge? And I said, all right, all right. So I had to put my feet out first. Yeah. And then I said, look up, look ahead, look up, look up, look up, look up. Bro, those, that first drop, like the first five seconds, 
Bro, uh, you can't even describe it. It's insane. No, but it's the feeling in your body of like, yo, where the fuck am I going? <laughs> but I think for them, the drop was just, I just enjoyed the view. Yeah. And my ears was popping. I was like, mate, 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 is this normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll let you know. <laughs> but yeah, that, those first five seconds was worth the whole damn thing because of that. Like yep. I said, euphoric feeling of just falling out of a fucking airplane. I was last out of the plane. I just saw all these motherfuckers drop into the floor. I saw these motherfuckers <laughs> just going, bah! <laughs> yeah, but then the one before me was my mum. Oh, bless her. So my mum sat on the end, and I just saw... <laughs> bah, bitch! Bah, bah. I just saw her get sucked out. And I don't know, like, there's something Momo. about... Yeah, there's something about just seeing my mum go out of an airplane window where I was like... <laughs> Your protective instincts must have been flaring just, up. It was like my spidey signals went off. Yeah. You know, you're just like... Tickle, tickle. Bye. Like... Yeah. like you Deuces. Just, like... What the fuck? She just got sucked out of a plane window. <laughs> and then I remember but getting and yeah. And then I got to the end and I look and I can't see her. I was like, where's she gone? And then twos, twos, you're out. Like yeah. my brain is not thinking about her whatsoever. Crazy experience. It's crazy. You should try that, mate, if you haven't. Yeah, I really want to. It's yeah. been I said I'll do it again years. tomorrow. Like oh. best thing ever. Well, I'll do it again because I was so concerned about my ears the whole way down. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have bad ears. Otherwise. I won't be able to hear the music on stage. Guys, what's my seven eight? Call me in. <laughs> I can't hear that in the music. Bro, this has been a pleasure. Mm, it's been a really good episode. <laughs> it's been amazing. I um, loved it. Normally ask dancers a question, but I feel like I've done it with you and I know the answer, but we'll do it just in case people yeah. haven't listened. If aliens came from outer space Ooh, yeah. and said, yo, Anders, <laughs> give me one dancer that's going to save planet Earth and if they're whack, you all die. What dancer would you give them? Me. Let's- what are you talking about, bro? So you're you would be like if I would you dance for humanity. Yes. If you're gonna vouch on any dancer in the world to save humanity, bet on yourself. Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Bet on yourself. Okay. Bet on yourself. I've got always. a question for you. Yes. If you heard a bunch of people talking about you in a different room, mm-hmm. and they said, "Anders is really good at insert word." Yeah. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? And what's yours as well? Think about what you would think about him. For what, him, not, he doesn't have to be that. It can be anything. Okay. Cooking a barbecue. Fuck, I don't uh, know. Don't you say yours? Oh. Um, Shut up. <laughs> being a friend. Okay. I love I, that. I'd go with that. What, yeah. about, what would you say about? Uh, mine would be just a great human. Nice. Nice. I always think like, if you if the two are very synced from what someone else thinks about you to what you're in sync of, I think that's a good correlation. Being a great friend, yeah, for sure. But I think you'd be great to that person out there. Oh they're, yeah, they're not your yeah. friend, so that's why I say human because like very polite. If there was yeah. someone struggling, you'd you'd be the guy to offer them help carrying up. Oh, always, like, yeah, just a great person. Dope. But don't spill his drink. That's all I'm saying. Huh? Don't, no, yeah, don't, yeah, don't spill his drink. I have to throw up another time. <laughs> he doesn't like. His, <laughs> no, he gets no, angry no. when you spill his drink. <laughs> don't touch my whiskey, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, it's a wrap. It's been so, amazing. thanks for tuning in all this way. If you did, um, follow me at Mr. Ball Change. Follow Jake at Gibson underscore media underscore and Anders at Anders Dino and at the Ins and Out podcast make sure you subscribe on Apple iTunes and YouTube share the podcast with your friends and family peace out one love bye yes sir skis bitches do you wanna do you wanna fade us out how I don't know do something to make a fade what so what's the thing yeah 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 yeah. make it